you want to live a life of freedom and adventure? Are you wanting more than the daily grind? Me too. Welcome to The Emma Lovell Show, a place where we talk about living a life you love now. I'm your host, Emma Lovell, and my number one value is freedom. I've spent the last 14 years running a business and traveling the world, and now I take my husband and toddler along for the adventure too. It's possible and I know you can create a life doing what you truly love as well. This podcast will inspire, motivate, and encourage you to go after your dreams, to create a life you love and to live it now, not wait for retirement or someday in the future. I'll be sharing episodes weekly about how I harmonize business, travel, and self-care. I'll also bring on incredible guests to share their journeys, the wins, the challenges, and how they're creating a life they love. Let's jump in and get dreaming. This is a space for you to manifest a life you love. I would like to acknowledge and recognize Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. I am grateful for the continuing care of the land, waterways and skies where I work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on Yugambeh country and from wherever you are listening, I pay my respects to the elders past and present. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Emma Lovell Show. I am your host, Emma Lovell, and I'm excited to share with you today the top five mistakes that I see retreat hosts making. People set out to run retreats and they might run one or there's a failure to launch, uh, or they might even be scared to get it off the ground in the first place. But what I'm seeing when hosts are making it, there's mistakes that they're making, which then makes them have a terrible experience. They say they never want to do it again. Retreats aren't a good part of their business and they move on. I don't think retreats are for everybody. Um, I would not deny that they take effort and that they are a big they can be a big thing to undertake. But I've also um, just had a client, we've set up a retreat within a week and had a sale within a day. Not only that, I, I launched my own retreat the same week uh, and had a sales within two days. Uh, I'm now sitting at eight people uh, who are coming to Sri Lanka within three weeks of launching. Um, and there's only 12 spots available. So I definitely know that it is possible to not only sell a retreat, but to profit from a retreat, to run a profitable retreat. And that's what I'm here to talk about. So let's jump into the five. I want this to be a short and snappy episode. Mistake number one that I see people making is lacking intention or purpose for the retreat, not making it clear to others or maybe even to yourself What is the intention of your retreat? Now, I know that I was making this mistake and it led to me cancelling a retreat because the the goal and the purpose and the intention got muddled. We were trying to do too many things. And so this was actually a retreat that I was hosting with my gorgeous uh, business bestie, Jade. Um, And it started out as a walking retreat and then we added in content creation. Uh, And it just ended up kind of becoming too many things and the messaging got a bit mixed. Um, There was also a bit of a family crisis that I had, so chose to pause it. We then tried to relaunch it, um, never went public with it, but 
it was then trying to mold it back into sort of more like that restful because the initial intention of the retreat was about I believe in the power of going out into nature, taking time and space away from your business and then getting to um, hang out with other business people or other people and that's where you get the ideas from. That's where your opportunities come from because you're talking to people and when you're out walking alongside people in nature and I've done a lot of that, I've done charity challenges around the world, treks um, in Everest Base Camp, Machu Picchu, Kokoda, I've trekked to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, So a lot of walking and trekking and talking, even last year doing one uh, to Tasmania with a bunch of women. And I thought this is such a great idea, like walk alongside your mentor. And so even better to walk alongside two of us. But to add in workshops and to add in other things, we also were going to meet with Indigenous elders um well an indigenous elder was going to host us so being on country there were just so many elements to talk about and we really sort of lost our way um I still think there's a beautiful um that is a beautiful concept and I think it will come to life uh in the future it wasn't the right time and how can I sell something that we're not even clear on and so that's probably the biggest one uh one of the one of the top ones that I see uh people not being really clear on it. And then, so then your marketing and your messaging and when you're trying to tell people about it, it's like, you know, I'm even trying to tell you now, it's like, oh, all these things. Um, Whereas where I found a lovely sweet spot is rest and receive is my retreat. I'm so clear on what that's about. I'm so clear that that's about taking time and space for you. That I believe, I believe so deeply and I've seen the impact of it that when you go away on a retreat, uh, when you go away from the world, when you go into this beautiful nurturing space with like-minded people and you're hosted and facilitated in this uh, really trusted, safe space, that's when beautiful things can come out. And I've seen the shifts in people. So I can wholeheartedly stand by that. So get clear on your intention. Why are you running a retreat? What is it going to do? How is it going to help you? How is it going to help your business? How is it going to help your audience? Get really clear on that before you even start anything. And then you can sort of start to build from that. So get clear on the intention and purpose first. That's my first number one. We couldn't go price like past uh, this kind of important thing of getting the price right. The price has to be right. And it's not just about the price. It's actually about the profitability. And this is where I see so many retreat owners fall over is that they go to run a retreat And then they say that they, or people go into it going, I know I'm probably going to break even or make a loss. Uh, Why are we running businesses? Why are we doing a business exercise to make, to lose money? I, for one, am not in it to lose money. And I can tell you that's another reason why I looked at that we did choose to cancel because we weren't getting enough people. We either needed to go harder on the intention, harder on the message, harder on the marketing, um, but we sort of talked about running it at a break even or a loss to prove the concept. And it was like, no, I've proven the concept. Um, I know that this works. I know that retreats are amazing. And I know that if we run it at a loss or break even, we're going to go into it with resentment and not feeling good about it. And I didn't want that. Um, I didn't want that for us. Um, I don't want that for my clients. Uh, it's just not a smart move. 
And so why this falls over, and it's a, it's a huge piece, but is not looking at your costs, not looking at your pricing initially. So either going out and going, I'm going to have this amazing venue and then working backwards from this, or I'm going to include gifts and a yoga and I'm going to pay this person to come and do this. I'm going to pay this person to come and do that. And I'm going to pay to have all the design done and, and not factoring those costs into the pricing of it. Um, it's I've got a really simple formula for this, um, but basically work out all of your costs, all of your costs, and not based on on um, the group size going, well, if I get 12 people, then this is the cost. It's like, no, cost per head. So I always know my cost per head and whether four people turn up, six people turn up, 12, 15, um, I know that that's how much I'm going to have to pay for them. So uh, I know how much I have to pay for them and then I know the things that are coming and kind of come on top, like uh, it might be my flights, um, the photographer, uh, the gifts. Uh, but again, I can then go, okay, that's a price per head or within this range. So then I need to put enough of a margin on, enough of a margin, not a couple hundred dollars, like a significant margin on top to make sure that whether two people, four people, eight people, 12 people come, and I think four is kind of a minimum, uh, four to six is a minimum, um, that's a nice size. I like a group size of 12. I For me, 20 would be the absolute max. <clears throat> but making sure that I'm going to have a profitability and I can comfortably say that I've had been profitable on all of the retreats that I've run. Um, and when I wasn't going to be, I chose to cancel them. But as I said, other reasons involved. So price, get the price right, get your profitability built in. It is essential. Okay. What else is a, as a, one of the things holding people back? So Number three would be the retreat program and understanding that retreat programs need to transform. Um, your program, I think what I see with people is overloading the program. Uh, that's my biggest, I think the mistake is trying to do too much. And again, I go back to the one that I cancelled <laughs> trying to include too many things, trying to include too much, but also not understanding why you're including those things um, and what that's going to lead to. So for me, rest and space and building in time is one of the biggest things, giving people time to connect, giving people time to be together. That's a hugely important part of a retreat because that's kind of where the magic happens, I believe. Um I've gone on retreats where I've thought the program, like we needed to like do more. And then the beauty of it is that I've realized how clever the retreat person is in understanding that, you know, even a simple exercise that you do takes time. And if you want sharing and you want involvement, then you need to understand that there needs to be space and time for that and to give people that rest and that break. You as the facilitator also need downtime. Um, but just understanding what is your program going to do? So we come back to the intention. What's the intention of the retreat? The program needs to match that. If you've promoted your retreat as a work, more like kind of a workshopping thing or get shit done, again, you don't want to be then telling people all this stuff and like facilitating the whole day if you've said to them, you get to go and work on your things. You haven't given them enough time to go away and work on their things. So really looking at your program and going, 
what does the program, what did the, what does the itinerary need to include in order to get these people the transformation that I've promised, give, to give them what I've promised? Um, and if you've said it's all about connection, give them lots of time together. If you've said it's about getting shit done, give them time to get shit done. Uh, if you told them they're going to learn 55 things, you've got to make sure that they learn the 55 things making sure that your program matches that. So it's all well and good for me to go, oh, retreats should have massages and retreats should be about self-care and they're lovely, but I also want to teach them all these things. Well, what I learned on my first one was that by sending them off for massages, that ate into a lot of the time. It was a lovely thing to do, but you've got, I had four people on that one, us or six of us all up, going off and getting massages but if you've got 12 people and they're all going off and getting massages at different times, there's potentially four to eight hours of your day where you've got people missing. So how are you going to take then make time to deliver your program? You might even find that you, you have the content you want, but you need three days, not two days. So make it longer. You know, I've, I've learned now that I would like mine to be three nights minimum, not two nights just to give us the time together, just to give us the gone away, you've taken all this time away, give them the time to be there. And if people can't make two, three nights instead of two nights, it's not the retreat for them. So lead with what you know is going to get them the best outcome. Hello, my name's Kate Toon and I'm the founder of Stay Tuned, a collection of digital education companies. I've had the pleasure of working with Emma Lovell on a number of different occasions. Not only was she MC at my in-person book launch event, she also helped me out on the virtual launch too. I've enjoyed photo shoots with her and Jade, and she's an excellent speaker and presenter. I chose Emma because she is just so full of beans. She brings life, energy, and enjoyment to wherever and whatever she does. So, yep, she's highly recommended. I said I'd make this quick, but there's so much to say. Okay, I've got two more points to make. Ugh, marketing, marketing. This is not a silent retreat, okay? It's not that kind of retreat. You don't want to go silent about your retreat. And I can hand on heart say, and I had my beautiful colleague, Jen Donovan, say to me the other day, do you think you marketed India enough? And I said, no, I didn't. I had the most amazing group and I'm so happy with everyone who's there and I wouldn't change a thing. But obviously from financially and profitability, um, I was profitable. But if I had more people, I would have been more profitable. I would have taken home more of an income. Um, and, you know, for me, my retreats do are an income stream um, as well as a way to build amazing relationships with my clients uh, and to give people incredible life-changing experiences. But um you know, it's part of my ecosystem of offerings. But yeah, I just didn't. I, I had some really great sales up front. I sold five spots really quickly. And so I'm not making this mistake again with Sri Lanka going, woohoo, I've made so many spots. I'm going to cool it off. No, um, there were people who even the week before I was leaving didn't know. And these people who know me well didn't know I was running a retreat. Um, I got told by someone who receives my emails that they didn't see it they didn't see it too much, definitely, but they probably didn't see it enough. They they could have stood to see it more and they were interested. So, um, you know, when you've got like a lead time like I have of 12 months, to you it feels like a lot, but I could have done once a week, once a week talked about it. 
I, I mean, you've got to do an initial launch and you've got to put it out there. But I could have kept talking about that once a week, included it on every email. I included it on my monthly emails for sure, but I definitely had a patch in the year and I had a lot going on this year. So I'm not going to beat myself up about it, but I definitely cooled off way too much and I didn't keep up that consistent messaging about it. Um, I didn't post it in enough groups. I didn't send it directly to enough people. Um, I probably, I've got to post it here going, the fortune is in the follow-up. I probably didn't follow up some of the people who were keen early enough so that by the time that they were interested, uh, it was too a bit too late for them to organize. But these are all great lessons and I would love you to learn from what I have not done. And that's please um, consistent marketing. And even, you know, what I did well on my other one was um, I'm always going to be running retreats. So if you know you're going to run another retreat, even if your retreat sells out, talk about that. I'm going to be talking about the last retreat, India. I'm going to be talking about the one before, Kangaroo Valley. I'm going to be talking about the one before, Gold Coast. And I'm going to be talking when Sri Lanka sells out because it is going to sell out. I'm going to continue talking about that that's the one I've got coming up. Um, But that there's, you know, there's a wait list, Um, you know, if I release an Australian one, if uh, I also have my one day retreats that are coming up in the Gold Coast. And again, not talking about enough. I'll talk about it at the end of this episode, but I'm running a, a one day retreat, a mini retreat to learn about how to run retreats. So we had to talk about all this stuff. And um, I have not been talking about it enough. I've sent it to people. I've had some beautiful people sign on. I've got four people on there at the moment, um, but I would love to have 10. So I have to keep telling people until the day it happens. And then even then I'm going to run more mini retreats um, about retreats. So it's an always on marketing exercise. Please learn that lesson from me. And finally, I think don't have that retreat regret of not giving your customers the, the experience that they deserve. Ultimately, this is something that's important for retreats and where hosts can fall over is that you sell this amazing thing. You promise the earth, you make this amazing experience and then they get there and, and they don't get the experience that they deserve. That can happen before they get there too. The customer experience, and I'm so aware of this and it's why I've, I've brought, I've got an EA who can help me with any of the backend stuff so that I can be available to my customers. The journey starts from the time that they sign on. And I had this great quote from Angela Henderson um, the transformation happens at the transaction. Them saying yes to this retreat, saying yes to your retreat, means that they have already started the transformation. But if you do not nurture them along the way, and I don't mean talking to them every day, but I mean having a space, like I've got a WhatsApp group for them. Um, I'm saying, you know, letting you know these are when your payments are going to happen. Um, here's your terms and conditions. Here's an event waiver so that you understand what your job is and what my job is. Um, here's the other people that are coming. Um, oh yes, you have a question. I will answer that question. All of that before helps them to get there and they already have had a good experience. Then there's the actual retreat and then there's the follow-up. So all of that is part of the experience. You don't want to have them have this amazing experience with you and then just go crickets. And it's a reminder to me, I've got to send my beautiful clients their follow-up survey, but we've been chatting away in our WhatsApp group. We've been sharing photos. I've offered them to come on my podcast. I've offered them to do lives with me. Um, We've been checking in, just going, how are things? Uh, And they're all still communicating. So, you know, there's obviously a point where you have to, you might need to stop delivering. I'm not coaching them per se, but I'm just 
nurturing that relationship and saying, how are you going? And I do genuinely care about them. Um, Also making sure that the experience on the retreat is um, that you have a good vibe. And I would just say quickly, I'll talk to each of these points. I think they're a whole episode each, but don't, um, if you have an issue with people, I mean, I would hope that if you've attracted, if you've done your job of setting the intention, um, getting the price right, marketing, marketing it, uh, and bringing these people in, you should have the right vibe and they should know, they would know the type of experience they're going to have and be around the type of people. But if you do have an issue, like somebody isn't gelling or there's somebody uh, disgruntled or there's something happening on the retreat, please nip it in the bud as quickly as possible. Address any concerns as quickly as possible. And if there is kind of a rotten egg in the bunch, you have to manage that situation because you cannot have your gorgeous, all your other gorgeous attendees impacted by that. And that means being sometimes assertive and being firm, but you are the leader, you are the host, you are the facilitator, and it's your job to protect and nurture that space. So there, they're the five things I see. It's it's the intention and the purpose. It's pricing it right. It's getting your program to make sure that you get the transformation that you've promised, marketing it, not keeping it a secret, and giving your customers the experience that they deserve so that they go from being, you know, the VIP and you nail that customer service and they go out and be your biggest cheerleaders. And I'm so thankful to have gorgeous, gorgeous attendees who've been doing that for me. So if all of this is sounding like, oh gosh, I need some help with this. I want to let you know that I am a coach and I offer strategic coaching calls to help with retreats. So they are my hour of power calls. They're available on my website, emmalovell.au slash work with me. I also have my one day mini retreat on the Gold Coast at the Langham at the end of January, 30th of January. You can stay or you can stay elsewhere. You can come for the day. You can come for two nights. Keeping this one a bit open and flexible, I'm trying something new. So that has six spots left and I would absolutely love to see you. All the details are at my website, emmalevel.au forward slash retreats. But you can also contact me, uh, emma at emmalevel.au. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm going to dive deeper into each of these topics because, oh my gosh, as soon as I started talking, I know each one is so big. Um, But I would love to see more people running profitable retreats and running retreats that support their customers and become an important part of their business ecosystem. And if that's you, I am here for you. And we're going to talk a lot more about that on the podcast as well. Thanks for being here today and see you next time. Thank you for listening, lovely one. I hope this has inspired you to dream big and start creating a life you love today. If you love what you're hearing, don't forget to follow and rate on Spotify and rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. It helps other awesome people to find this podcast and get motivated and inspired as well. Want to stay connected? Come and join the Live A Life You Love group on Facebook or connect with me on Instagram, emmalovell.au. The same as my website, but all the details are in the show notes, lovely. I'll see you next episode for more inspiration, motivation, and freedom seeking. Now go out there and live a life you love.